0: We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts.
1: Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep. This episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag and BlueChu. I'm here with my buddy and co-host Rohan Cadi to break down the most significant Bucks moment, Bucks trade that nobody talks about. That maybe cost the team the 2019 title. That's a big lead-in, but I think this will lead up to it. Rohan, how's it going?
2: You know, I'm doing okay. This this pod is very exciting to me because one, it's not the end of binge the Bucks. Uh, two, it's just it's a lot of fun. And three, we get to talk about like one of my favorite bucks of all time. I wish I was kidding.
1: <laughs> so I didn't know he was one of your favorites of all time, but let me lead into this thing, and then we can really get into this. So as we were doing the aforementioned binge, the Bucks. One thing we noticed more than a few times was the Bucks did not have a real backup center in the 2019 playoffs. They had at least two more, if you want to look through all their roster moves, but at least two in the 2018-19 regular season. George, er, not George, John Henson went out in the George Hill trade, uh, which obviously made a lot of sense for the franchise, bringing George Hill, who the Bucks would retain. Big move, even if at the time I thought it was just a salary dump. And the other backup center, Von Maker, requested a trade before the deadline, which eventually led to the Nikola Miritich deal that went so horribly with the Bucks. This was something that we kind of talked about after recording the last episode, because I had gotten into my head about, like, how did they not end up having a backup center? Then I remembered the Henson trade, which makes sense at the time and in retrospect. And then I remembered a decision that had myself, a a fellow Australian countryman, Kane Pittman, uh, obviously used to be co-host here, had everybody flummoxed. Thon Maker requesting a trade from the best team in the NBA. At the time, Rohan, it seemed like just a joke. It did.
2: It was really weird that when that report came out, because uh, I just remember reading it and just like, what What on earth is going on here? Why is Thon Maker requesting a trade after, you know, he's not playing at all? And especially all of the noise that was coming out of like the players talking and like Giannis talking, it's, uh, everyone had the feeling that it was more of a move based on like his agency, trying to get him more playing time as sort of like this is a, um, it's sort of like a bargaining chip like, hey, we're gonna, we would like a trade or we wanted more minutes for Thon. And then the Bucks just traded him. And it was just, it was weird because you don't want to deal with that sort of stuff when you're like the best team in the league. So I don't know, it was just really, really strange at the time, but I didn't really think much of it until now. And I don't know, it was just, yeah, it was just wild.
1: It was wild. I I didn't think of it much literally until I sort of accidentally thought about it just in the context of backup centers. Um, So here I've got the Woj report now, and it's definitely the, the reporting put the onus on Thon's management. This is literally the lead, the first sentence in the story. The representative for Milwaukee Bucks center, Thon Maker, has told management that he would prefer the franchise to trade maker to a team that would provide a larger role for the former lottery pick. League sources told ESPN on Saturday. And then it goes on to say about how Maker's playing time has diminished under Budenholzer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and says that teams you know, have been interested, which clearly at least one was, as Thon does end up getting traded to the Pistons in a three-team deal that brought the Bucks Jason Smith. Or no, Jason Smith had come earlier. He also went, that brought the Bucks Nikola Mirotic and sent out a lot of second-round picks. So I guess we should start here with, let's just assume... And what we want to do with this podcast is look at alternate universes if Thon does not request that trade because it matters a lot more than you might think. So the first one, let's right, let's assume he never requests a trade and the Bucks don't do anything at the deadline. So Rohan, how do you think that changes things for Milwaukee?
2: Well, in the regular season, I wouldn't say that changes that much, right? Because he wasn't playing a lot, and even his replacement and Nico, didn't play a lot during the remainder of the regular season because he was hurt, right? So yes. the regular season wouldn't really change. That's my assumption. I would also say the first round doesn't really change, whether it's Detroit or not. Does Detroit make the playoffs without Thon? Who knows? They had a two-game margin <laughs> over the Hornets. I still think the Bucks oh, sweep whoever it was. Uh, I, is, is that fair to say they sweep the— Piston still they still sweep the hornet
1: yeah yeah i think it was just to go just to take a half step back quickly um i really i agree there's no impact on the bucks if don stays in the regular season um just like he didn't play that much anyway and in his minutes i just i looked it up just to be curious bucks were at a net rating of plus five and don's regular season minutes uh in the 18 19 year so like fine like they were a great team it wasn't like a a crazy margin but like they weren't getting killed when he was on the floor like they did fine it was fine so yeah i think the the impact in a regular bucks game outside of the the as what you're getting to the later rounds in the playoffs very minimal early on especially like you said miritich did not play right away
2: yeah so yeah exactly they're not getting actively hurt with thon still on the team during the regular season and i wouldn't say even for the first round of the playoffs I'd even go so far to say that the second round of the playoffs isn't in fact that much against the Celtics. Would do you they might be better? They might be better as we discussed on binge the Bucks. Nika wasn't great in, uh, in that Boston series. He did have his like one quarter moment. Whatever. We don't need to go into that again. Um, but he wasn't great. You know, if Thon plays or if he doesn't play and it's just Urson as the backup four, you know, it's fine. You know, back of yeah. four or five, it's fine. I still think they get past the Celtics.
1: I, I do as well. So let's just look against the Celtics. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so despite Nico getting cooked a lot, he has a crazy good net rating against the Celtics in this series. The Bucks killed the Celtics with Mirotic on the floor. So maybe, it, I'm guessing it doesn't have a big impact either way, but maybe they wouldn't be that much better in, in that series.
2: Yeah, maybe they wouldn't be that much better. I don't think they're that much worse either. No. I'd say it's more of a wash.
1: Yeah, I, I mean I don't think it was like strictly Miritich was the reason the Bucks did well in that in that series. I mean we just it was watched not. it. Yeah, so so yeah, no, I, I don't think a lot changes there either.
2: Okay, so now we get into the juicy stuff. Uh, against the Raptors, I do think there's a big change here. We discussed on Binge of the Bucks how terrible Nikola Miritich was in this series. Do you yeah. wanna know? Uh, let's but let's not focus on that. What I wanna focus on for this series right now is is if Thon is on this team, he would be a better replacement than Ursan, who is also getting cooked in this
1: series. Yeah, I think the most important thing, you know, in considering, and not, maybe not the most important thing, but a important thing, an important thing, is one of those two guys was the de facto backup center. Like, they played together, at least for the first few games in the series, in non-Brooke Lopez minutes. And the Bucks were awful in a lot of those stretches, because Toronto could get to the rim at will, you know, Thon's not like an all-defensive candidate. He's had some great playoff moments, but I think famously had some great playoff moments. But he's like a, a real center, you know, like he knows how to be at least a center itch. Like he's a 4-5 at the very least, it's kind of a combo power-forward center. Ursan and Miratich are just forwards. And they're not even athletic forwards. Thon, at least, is mobile. He's tall. He's certainly long and lanky. Like, he at least would be a facsimile of a center to where those guys weren't. So I think just having the option would have been huge for, for Milwaukee if he was still on the team.
2: Yeah, for sure. Just as an option. Uh, do you want to hear some uh, defensive stats regarding Urson in this playoff series? Hit me. Okay, so... When Ursan was matched up, uh, was matched up against Pascal Siakam uh, in the uh, series in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, Siakam shot fifty percent from the field. You know. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that's so pretty good. It is pretty good. You would say that's pretty good. So when Thon was guarding Pascal Siakam during the eighteen nineteen regular season, he held him to forty percent from the field. Significant. Yes. If that that tend, as we discussed. Uh, during binge the Bucks, a lot of these games were very close, so you know that small difference could make like a big swing in terms of games. But that it does not stop there. Ursan also got tasked with guarding Kawhi at times.
1: Just an insane statement.
2: Yes, uh, Kawhi cooked Ursan, not as much as Siakam did, but forty four point four percent from the field in Goodness. those in those matchups. Okay, this next thing I'm gonna say, it's I have to preface. I guess for all of these, small sample sizes. Uh, during the 18-19 regular season, Kawhi never managed to score a bucket on the... Did he have attempts? Yes.
1: <laughs> How many attempts?
2: I think it was like two.
1: Okay. Hey, lockdown. I'm seeing the, lock- I'm seeing the numbers. I'm thinking lockdown. I think we can kind of compare him to Ersan and Nico. Do you have more Ersan numbers? I do. I have one more. Okay, go, no, go right so ahead. So
2: this this is the big one, I think, in my opinion. Uh, when Ersan was tasked with guarding Marc Gasol, because for some reason, it, Brooke wasn't shadowing Marcus All in that series.
1: Well, yeah. What well, yeah. we talked about, I mean, sometimes Brooke would be on a power forward and they put someone else on the center or Brooke just wasn't on the floor. So yeah, it, it makes sense that it would happen. I, I believe it. Yeah. So Marcus
2: All shot 42.9% from the field.
1: Hmm? Thon's numbers,
2: 25%. Goodness. Yes. Thon was actually a solid defensive big against the Raptors. Uh, bigs. <laughs> Who would have thought?
1: Especially, I certainly would not have.
2: Yeah. Certainly this is, this is even without factoring in Toronto Thon into the question, because mm. Toronto Thon, as we all know, is a legend, Bucks legend, should have his jersey retired right alongside Rashad Vaughn's summer league jersey. Uh, <laughs> so, so, you know, you just, I don't know. We've talked about how Thon is just like another option and it's not just another option. He was actually a solid defender against players who did manage to kill the Bucks.
1: He was, and I mean, you talked about playoff Don just in the 18 playoffs against the Celtics. I talked about you know plus five net rating with Don in the in the 18 19 regular season. In the 2018 playoffs, in a, a loss series for the Bucks, they had a net rating of plus 17 points per 100 possessions oh with my Don on, just ridiculous. <laughs> but then, if you want to quickly hop, let's go back to the 2019 playoffs. And we talked about, you know, just another option. Even if you assume, let's assume Thon treads water, right? Like he's just fine. Like the Bucks are just fine in his minutes. Like they split them. That's basically what happened with Brook Lopez. Maybe that's even being generous. Maybe they lose his minutes by a little bit. If he's there, that means you assume the Miritich move does not happen because he was pretty important capital in that trade. In the five games and 111 minutes Nikola Miritich played in the Eastern Conference Finals, the Bucks lost those minutes by an average of 14.3 points per 100 possessions, by far the worst number on the team, not even close. Milwaukee got smoked in his minutes, obviously some crucial close losses factoring in. If you slide in Thon in those minutes and assume the Bucks just lose by a little, it might swing one game, which would certainly swing the whole series. Like, I can't believe I'm actually saying this. Like I was no, never a huge Thon Maker fan. I, I wouldn't say even during the crazy playoff run. I kind of was like, well, we really need to see it next season, and we just really didn't. I think Thon Maker had a legit chance to swing this series just from from barely being on the floor, like he was all season. It might have helped Milwaukee that much.
2: We just we know that Milwaukee needed someone to step up. Like they needed a role player to step up, and no one really did in the conference finals. Thon has a record of showing up during the playoffs. Like, it's just, it's someone who takes his game up to another level in this intense environment, in the postseason. So you're just, I don't know, you're just getting another option for a person to have a big leap during the series. And just another note, like, Toronto's offense, like, you're not, if Thon's on the floor, he's not someone you can just actively hunt switches for. Because we've seen him, he can move his feet against guards. There's that infamous clip during the 17-18 playoffs. Or am I losing track of my years?
1: Um, um, is that the 18 is Celtics, 17 is Raptors.
2: Yeah, so 16-17 playoffs?
1: Yeah, yes. if, that's, if you mean Raptors.
2: Then yes, 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 I do. Where he's just like, he got switched onto Kyle Lowry and like moved his feet quickly and like got his, like, stayed with Kyle Lowry to the rim laterally.
1: Having somebody who could do that in this specific series would have been nice.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: He can, he's so quick laterally on his feet. It's just, it's just something else that Toronto can't hunt their switches. They can't hunt for switches against Milwaukee, which takes away a lot of their offense. Don Maker, man.
1: Yeah. it's a make or miss league and the Bucks missed oh, on make yeah, I, I was wondering
2: yeah. which one of us was going to make that joke <laughs>
1: <laughs> so and I think the really interesting thing is there could be so many other impacts of Thon not requesting this stupid stupid trade so do you have any, any more stuff for let, let's just treat it like alternate universes for the parallel universe where Thon just stays on the Bucks they don't make any moves do you have any other, any other tidbits for that scenario
2: uh, I think I think I'm good.
1: So now let's let's hop back again. Just whatever day it was, I didn't I didn't note the day. Let's see right here. When did this news break? January twenty sixth, twenty nineteen. So let's go back to January twenty fifth, twenty nineteen. Thon maker has not requested a trade. I I don't know why I mean he wanted playing time, you know, trying to hope and get some in the playoffs would have probably been smart for Thon, but whatever. He got his wish. Let's imagine he doesn't do that, right? we're deep in the throes of trade season at this point there's a lot of balls up in the air obviously Nikola Mirotic one of them Rohan I know you know this but do you want to name another team that had a lot of interest in Nikola Mirotic at this time um
2: let's see I know a couple but uh one team that really did I don't know where you want to go with this first but the aforementioned Toronto Raptors
1: correct you you read my mind there that was indeed where I wanted to go first Imagine this universe, right? The Bucks. Let's let's assume if he doesn't ask out, the Bucks have no interest in shaking up their roster anymore. I mean, they made a bunch of moves around the margin. But let's just assume, at this time, the Bucks say, you know what, we're gonna keep Thon. We think he can still be productive. We just haven't gotten a chance to use him. Whatever. We're, are we are we making logical assumptions here? Yes, but we can do this. We're literally just suggesting things that never happen, so we can do whatever we want. So. The Bucs are like, yeah, we're good. We're not going to make any moves. We're not interested in Nikola Miritich. We don't have enough second-round picks to make it happen. We don't want to give up our first-round pick, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, what if the Raptors' offer, which fizzled out before that, if no, uh, let's assume no other offers come from Miritich, since the Bucks are not sniffing around him anymore. Maybe the Pelicans go back to Toronto and they work out a deal after all, and the Raptors give up a little less than they gave up for Marcus All. But instead of that, they end up with Nikola Meritich. How much does that swing the Eastern Conference Final if the Raptors are the team pushing old Nico out there and asking him to guard real players? I mean, maybe they use him better than the Bucks did, but still, he just didn't really have it that whole run. It felt like. I feel like that alone could swing the series, especially if you couple Fawn getting some of his minutes.
2: Yeah, of course. One thing we did we talked up we talked about earlier was that when. Uh, Toronto went to their second big when they brought like Serge at the center. The Bucks just didn't ha- really have an answer for that. But without trading for Mark Gasol, your two bigs are Serge Ibaka and Jonas Valanciunas as your centers. Yeah, I just that's that's not as scary as Mark Gasol and Serge Ibaka because we know that um, like at least Ursan can like hold his ground with Jonas Valanciunas. It's not like that. It's that he's not as much of an offensive threat as Marc Gasol. I don't think I'm wildly well, might, inaccurate for Jonas saying Jonas
1: might be more of a threat, like right around the basket. But think of—I mean—how many times have we watched Marc Gasol leak out for a big three? I mean, he didn't hit a ton of threes, but it felt like he hit some really important ones. Jonas Valanciunas is not doing that. Like he's not—he's not popping. No, he's not popping. He is rolling or just standing still. Basically, that's that's what he's gonna do. He's certainly not the defender, even an older Marc Gasol is, and I, you just think of like the Raptors lineups where they were able to have so much versatility. I mean, Marc Gasol is not like you know the stretchiest, springiest defender or offensive player even, but he's certainly a lot stretchier and springier on both ends than Jonas Valanciunas is.
2: He's also yeah, like you said, he's much. He's not like prime defensive player of the year,
1: Marcus Hall, but he's still a much better defender than Valentinus. He's not getting any dumber. I mean, intelligence plays a big role on defense, especially for big guys. Marcus Hall, maybe a little slower, maybe not quite as strong, smarter than ever.
2: Yeah, for sure, and that's what played into a big part of how Toronto managed to, you know, uh, stifle Milwaukee's offense a lot, and like you know, uh, you know, slow down Giannis a bit. So without Gasol present, you're not getting that same intense defense or pop ability. Is that a word? Sure. I'm sure, it is now from Ibaka. Like really, because he had a rough shooting stretch during the playoffs, and not definitely not from Valanciunas. And if you're coupling that with Nico, uh, we assume Nico has the same terrible run that he did with the Bucks. It's just it's it doesn't spell good for Toronto. I don't know if they get out of their second round matchup against the Sixers. Ooh
1: yeah good point good point if they don't have Marcus Wall and they have Miritich against that team I mean that's obviously such a close series man yeah it's everything is so so much different I mean are the Raptors trying to use like I don't even know what they like is Chris Boucher going to play playoff minutes like I mean Greg Monroe was there for a little bit maybe (laughs) that's just Greg Monroe sighting in 2020 is always fun but I don't even know, but he didn't play the playoffs with them, right? No, he hmm. went to the Celtics by then. God, yes. what a what a year for Greg Monroe. But Chris Boucher might be like playing actual center minutes for the, the Raptors in this alternate Nico Miritic universe. How much does that change? I mean, like he's pretty decent this year. He's another year in now, but he's certainly not Mark Saul. I mean, God, that would be just a tremendous. I don't think, yeah. the, shift.
2: More I, the more I think about, it, I don't think they get past the Sixers at all. Because Embiid don't. is going to feast.
1: Oh, yeah. If all they have is Serge Ibaka in terms of centers, my goodness. Yeah, Ibaka and Valanchunas, Embiid's going to have a field day. Well, they might even need to send Valanchunas for the Meritage trade. That's true. That's true. They have to send something. Yeah. I, let, let's assume they don't, they're not any, like, they send roughly the same pieces. So somehow they send CJ Miles and Valanchunas and get, maybe they get, like, I don't know, some random Ford or something to make the money work. Whatever. The main acquisition is Nico. Man, yeah, they would be a lot less threatening. Yeah, I, yeah, I
2: definitely do not think they face off. Like they don't win against the Sixers in that first round, even with Kawhi going insane. Because I don't know, they would they would be too much for like Embiid would be too much for them, and Embiid already killed them in his minutes yeah. in that series. If I remember correctly, he was a net positive by like an insane amount in that series.
1: Yes, you are correct. They got murdered. That was the main reason they made the Horford move was they got murdered in the non. The non Embiid minutes—they really wanted a backup center. They just did not pick very well. Um, I mean, wow. If you what if? I mean, maybe. I mean, we could get really deep here. Like, what if the Sixers winning that series means they don't get Horford? Horford stays in Boston. Does Kemba stay in Charlotte? Who knows? We're going. We're getting a little too far in now. What about a slightly different alternate universe where the Bucks don't get Miritich? If I remember correctly. The Bucks got Miritich first and then the Raptors got Gasol, right? I think it's the other way around. Is it the other way around? I think so. Oh, I was going to say what if what if the the Raptors don't make the Gasol move if the Bucks don't make the Miritich move? I think you are correct though. Yeah, cuz I think the Miritich move was pretty late. Um yeah, so never mind on that. Alternate universe of just nobody got Marcus All. What if the Bucks got Marcus <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was really possible, but yeah, it probably wasn't really possible. No,
2: I mean Let's, let's think about this. Because if Thon didn't request a trade, does he have more value?
1: Maybe. I just think the salaries is the tricky part with this. That's true. You'd have to throw in a lot of guys. Like they'd have to trade like Thon, Urson, and somebody, I think. I don't even know. Gasol was making a lot. The Valanciunas salary really helped make that happen. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that one would have been possible, but that would have been a lot of fun if there was some way to make it happen.
2: It would have, because you would have uh, one one of him or Brook probably come off the bench, unless you want to start super massive.
1: I I think Gasol would probably be the imagine the obvious if, bench. Imagine
2: guy. if Gasol was a starter, and you're starting Bledsoe, Chris, Giannis, <laughs> Gasol, and Lopez. They would mash teams with this, Lopez would be shoot the, the way jumbo was, lineups. That would be a real
1: jumbo lineup. Oh, that would I don't know how you would score against that you'd have to have a lot of shooting
2: even if that i don't know if you could because it's not like
1: because you'd have to run in transition is the real answer well,
2: yeah and just so Giannis can chase you down
1: well i mean you would have to run in transition and avoid that one guy but you just have to outrun <laughs> outrun the centers and it, it would not be easy it certainly would not be, yeah, yeah because that's...
2: even if you get past one you have another one at the rim true and then Giannis like is a
1: help defender God, that would be a fun. I would. I don't know. I don't know how well it would really work, but my goodness, it would be fun to watch. Ah, uh, if only that was a possibility. I mean, obvious. I mean, this goes without saying, but if you switch the acquisitions, like the Gasol Bucks, definitely crush the Miritich Raptors.
2: Mm-hmm. And you don't have to worry about. Um, you have a bunch of Embiid protection against the Sixers if the Raptors yeah. don't make it out of out of that series.
1: Oh yeah, I think. <laughs> that's that's a nightmare for Embiid. Forty eight minutes. I mean, we talk about forty eight minutes of Lopez brothers. Forty eight minutes of Brooke Lopez and Mark Gasol. I think is at least equally the nightmare. Maybe probably more so a nightmare. Honestly,
2: yeah, I'd say I'd say more of a nightmare. Honestly, I'd take Brook and Gasol over Brook and
1: Robin. Yeah,
2: especially so, on the offensive end too.
1: Wow, they're both they're they're all smart enough. Mm-hmm. And especially last year, the way Brooke Lopez was shooting, I really. Those two playing together might have really been something. Dang. That would have been fun. Yeah, I think the Bucks are certainly going to the finals. And then if you assume everything happens the same with the unfortunate Warriors injuries, that team even better than the Bucks ended up being anyway. It's probably pretty good for Milwaukee. If Thon Maker just did not request a trade. But I have some other trade things I want to throw at you. But first, um, let's get to a couple quick words from our terrific sponsors, there is no shortage of action going on just like in this podcast a whole bunch of action there is no shortage of action at our exclusive partner betonline.ag nascar is back and betonline.ag has hundreds of other games events and sports to get in on you can still bet on those simulated nfl nba and ufc events 24 7 we got to figure out how to get me versus rohan as a simulated ufc event but until we do, you can also participate in a $10,000 bracket Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament you can enter for free. And coming up next Sunday, Online has ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges. Join them to discuss Michael Jordan documentary on what they're calling the final dance. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. And guys, if you are looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds, get to bluechew.com. blue Chew's online physician is free of cost and once approved your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging here's a great deal for you guys visit bluechew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code blue wire just pay five dollars in shipping again that's bluechew.com and promo code BlueWire. rohan i was worried that I accidentally had taken some blue chew when we were talking about the Bucks having Marcus Shaw and the Raptors having Nikola Mirotic last year.
2: Uh,
1: you know, uh, I, I didn't know how you're gonna possibly respond to that. But I just wanted to throw it at you and see what happened.
2: Well, it did happen. You did throw it at me. Uh, <laughs> uh.
1: Okay, so back to the to somewhat somewhat sanity. Um, a lot, some other players got traded. Uh, you know in 2019 trade deadline as 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 happens so two guys who I don't think for the same reason Mark Gasol the Bucks could have been able to get just because of salary cap money but still interesting to think about what if they scraped together a package Otto Porter and Harrison Barnes both traded last year both didn't really fetch big returns neither player was really like in terms of draft picks not a lot was given up Imagine if the Bucks were rolling out Otto Porter or Harrison Barnes instead of Nico Miritic. I mean, that's clearly not the center you're looking for. And who knows like if Thon is, is here or gone in this parallel universe. But if you somehow keep Thon as a backup center and also have one of those guys, that's some really nice useful forward depth.
2: That's really it's really important defensively too. If especially if you get like Harrison Barnes. Like he, he's also a proven veteran. Like he's won championships with the Warriors. He knows,
1: like he the, lost them a championship the next year. Yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> it's like he,
2: it's it's that cliche. He knows what it takes to win. Sort of mentality. Uh, we'll get to another player who was supposed to have that uh, in a little bit, but <laughs> Harrison Barnes. He would not. He would play. He would be a great defense. I, oh, he would fit. He. Ugh, he reminds me of a lot, a lot of Marvin Williams this year. Yeah. And if he probably has a little more in the tank offensively.
1: Yeah, I would I would definitely think so. Um so that that's one. Those are a couple of fun names who I think are are a little bit too expensive. Who do you want guys...
2: Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear one that
1: I want to throw oh, at you? yeah. Absolutely.
2: Uh so I don't know if they'd be wanting to deal with a potential rival. Uh but what about Markel
1: Fultz? Oh. Now that's interesting. He, I actually wanted that to happen.
2: He got traded for to the Orlando Magic for a protected first, a second and Jonathan Simmons. I think So not a lot. Yes, not a lot. I think four second round picks plus like Thon maybe gets the deal done? Maybe, who knows?
1: That's interesting.
2: Again, I don't know if Philly would want to make a deal with Milwaukee, but imagine if you get faults like a number 1 overall pick for pennies.
1: That is, I think I said, like, that's the kind of move that gets you in the Warriors position. It looks ironic now that they're kind of terrible, but of, like, contending for a while. Like, imagine picking up if a player you have Markel Fultz out. to throw at
2: Fred Van Vliet.
1: Imagine if Markel Fultz, I mean, even even if you imagine they still lose last year. Imagine how you're feeling right now if you have oh, you, you have Dante still, who's probably not included because he was hurt at the time, and also Markel Fultz as your two young guards.
2: That's oh my goodness. That's insane. He, he would also be a potential trade asset. To Correct. get like another star or something.
1: Yo, you know what I just realized? Also just going back to some of these less possible trade targets. Okay. I forget Tony Snell was around, not really doing anything making 10 million a year. Oh yeah, that was salary. So they yeah, so they could have made a lot of they could have made quite a few trades happen if you package Tony Snell who was hurt but didn't end up really playing, like just throw him in then all of a sudden it becomes a lot easier to make a deal
2: that's yeah that's very interesting um yeah you can get a lot of like that Harrison Barnes deal might be actually plausible in that scenario maybe you scrape enough for Marcus All even
1: yeah I mean so Snell's making 10 million Thon was making about 3 million so if you throw an Urs on you're up to just about 20 million dollars and you can do a lot with 20 million dollars and and cap I, mean, I don't know if the Bucks want to disrupt that much or not necessarily but theoretically they could have it was it would have been possible if they didn't just they needed to move Thon they figured out this Nico deal they made it happen um, do you, you have any other get, names because I, I maybe have get to Tobias
2: Harris in that in that situation
1: thank God that didn't happen <laughs> <laughs> don't want to pay him a max contract do you no, no. I will. I will take our forward sign to a similar, but less amount. less
2: money. Less money for Chris Middleton than Tobias Harris, and one of them is should be All NBA this year. Uh, I think wild how that
1: works. It truly wild, truly wild. Which contract NBA Twitter killed in the summer as well. <laughs> it's you're I always going to find criticism. Oh, of course. I have two more names for you. Let me hear them. Rodney Hood.
2: Ooh, the hero of the Portland-Denver uh, like quadruple yes. overtime game.
1: A useful playoff forward, not making a lot of money. Also, I don't think went for a lot.
2: Yeah, how much did he go for? He got he got remember. traded for Wade Baldwin, Nick Stauskis in two seconds.
1: Oh, yeah, because it was just Cleveland selling off their stuff. Yeah. Oh, man, imagine if they could have gotten him thrown into the hill trade. Yeah, they almost got Corver in that trade, if I remember correctly, too. Oh, yeah. Like, imagine if—what if—I mean, it, this doesn't make sense because the, the— I guess they could have just done two separate deals. But, you know, if they're not using their their second-round picks to get Nico, the ones that they did have, throw those toward Rodney Hood instead, that would be—that'd be better.
2: Rodney Hood, he would be a solid offensive— I don't know how much time he would see on the floor because he can be a little erratic— Yes. Uh so I don't know how much how much he would really impact the floor like in, in terms of like the box as a contender. Like the only reason he was a hero in that game is because he hadn't played and was actually like able to run. Uh yeah. if I remember correctly. But you know that again, it goes back to what I was saying about Thon in the Toronto series. It's another player who can go berserk, who can step up.
1: Just having like an able-bodied defensive forward to go alongside the rest of the core box. I mean, now you're running out like Bledsoe, Middleton, Hood, and Giannis as your one through four. There's a lot more versatility and switchability there than there is when you have one of Urson or uh, Nico or Pat, who did not play very well in that series.
2: Yeah, no, definitely for sure. Um, what was your what was your other name?
1: My last name I have down here who tra- was traded, not for a whole lot. Markeef Morris, who Ooh, I don't he know, was on my list. Ugh. I don't know if the Bucks want to deal with Markeith Morris, but certainly an option and one I think probably also goes better than Miritich.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, because he's he's a he's a tough player for sure. Yes. Uh, he's going to be a solid defender, and if you, he's not going to let you get past him. If, if he does, he's just going to hard foul you.
1: Yeah, you're, you're going to feel it if <laughs> you, you are do are going to feel
2: him. it if you blow by Markeith Morris. And he, he'll he talk a lot. He'll get in players' heads. Just the Morris twins in general. I feel like
1: they're the same exact player. but Yeah, just one is a little bit rangier. Yes. <laughs> one is a 3-4, one is a 4-5. I do think Markeith Morris probably handles the 5 better than Miritich.
2: Oh, for sure. That's not a question. Any, I could handle the five better than Miritich because I'm not going to foul, you know. Like, uh, and I'm only like six one. So, uh, yeah. But it's that's definitely an option. Uh, I think if I remember correctly, he got traded and then bought out by the Pelicans.
1: Yeah. So you he... you could you didn't even have to trade for him. I thought he kind of faked an injury. Did he? Because wasn't he with OKC at one point and he got him to release him? What? Or am I thinking of the other one? Uh-huh. No, he did get released by the Pelicans. I swear there was... I swear he got moved at some point because he said he... Yes, he got he was released because he was sidelined with a neck injury after the Pelicans oh, yeah. acquired him. <laughs> and then he certainly... Where did he sign? Uh, Pistons? Yes. Did he, he sign with the Lakers. Oh, no, he signed with the oh. Pistons this year and got bought out again. He didn't? Oh, yeah, yes. he did. Where did he, he sign? How many times has Markeith Morris gotten bought out in the last few years?
2: I'm, where did he end up signing?
1: Did he not? I, I thought he went somewhere. He definitely did. I gotta... I'm got basketball roughing right now. So I, I don't know why I didn't think to look this up yesterday. Uh, oh, he went to OKC. That's where he went. Oh, okay. So he. Uh, that's why I had the OKC part of it confused. So he played for Washington. Got hurt, got bought out after the trade to to uh, New Orleans, and then he went and played the rest of the year with OKC.
2: Yeah, so they they could have just they could have signed him off the buyout too. You don't even have to trade for him.
1: Yeah, they're just someone they could have acquired if they if they had a need to do so. And, but he was terrible in the playoffs. So, but shot thirty one percent from the field and scored four points per game.
2: But you're still like he's still a defensive presence. Like you don't allegedly yes. allegedly. <laughs> He will be present on defense. How about that? <laughs> Not a defensive present. He will be present. Uh, yes. Yeah. He, I I don't know. I'd still think he'd be an upgrade. Like I've always wanted a Morris twin on the Bucks just to see oh, what would happen. Tick. Just to see what would hot happen. Tick. You know. Okay. Because I feel like I feel like the Bucks, like Giannis and Chris, they run a pretty tight ship in the locker room. I feel who I forget who said it, but they ran. Someone said they round, they make sure there's no a holes in the locker room. I think that was a quote.
1: Yeah, yeah, they have the no a holes rule basically.
2: Yeah, so they, I don't think Morris Twin would necessarily disrupt a lot.
1: You know, it would be fascinating to see. That's for sure.
2: And if you can get them to like lock in, like one of the Mori, it'd be it'd be very interesting because I think they'd be perfect fits on this team.
1: I think they would too, and I I know I mean the buyout thing is there, but. I mean, if you consider the Pelicans are the one who ended up like getting him salary dumped, too. So, and obviously, the Pelicans dealt with the Bucks. There's a lot a lot of interesting adjacent-esque moves that, that revolve, again, somehow, around Thon Maker demanding a trade.
2: For sure. Uh, do you have any other trade targets? I don't, unless you do. Okay. I don't, really. So, one other thing that happened in adjacent to this whole uh, Thon Maker requesting a trade. So, Thon Maker requests a trade. And then Nico Miritich comes to the Bucs, right? Yes. So, Nico Mirtich, uh, do you know which country he hails from? I believe it is Spain. It is. Do you know what other big who signed with the Bucks what country they hail from and are friends with Nico Mirtich?
1: Not a ton of options. Um, I'm guessing not Jason Smith. And he was traded for anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Pau Gasol. Pau
2: Gasol. Box legend Pau Gasol. <laughs> so it it was reported out there. I think, I don't even know if it was reported. I think they just straight up said it that Nico like brought Pau to Milwaukee in that, uh, as a buyout candidate, right?
1: Yes. Yes. Pau got bought out from the Spurs mm-hmm. after doing largely nothing for the whole regular season.
2: Yes. Uh, what did he proceed to do in Milwaukee,
1: time? <laughs> Literally nothing for the whole season. I, I shared this with you before the pod, but Rohan, do you want to tell me how many two-point shots Thon, or not Thon, Pau Gasol made as a Milwaukee Buck?
2: Uh, it is a
1: staggering zero. Correct. It is zero. Paul shot zero percent with the Milwaukee Bucks from two. He did make one three.
2: Look at him. He's already spacing the floor. Uh, <laughs> so he plays like, what, couple six games or something?
1: I think six, yeah.
2: And then just gets hurt and gets like, what was it, a foot injury, I think. And yeah, then.
1: I mean, it was like DNP Ancient.
2: Yes, DNP Ancient, and then just never played again for the Bucks. So. Yes. The only reason that, let's assume that the only reason that he was on the team is because Nico Miritich recruited him. Because, you know, at the time, Pau Gasol, you know, like, he was one of them, he was probably the, like, top three most uh, sought after buyout guys probably him and Markiev.
1: Yeah, probably.
2: Yeah, so when you're a contender, like all the contenders are trying to get bio guys, right? So let's assume that Pau probably goes somewhere else. If you don't get uh if you don't get Nico, Pau goes somewhere else cuz there's no Nico to recruit him, right? Right. Uh do you know who got um do you know who got cut so that Pau Gasol could sign
1: in Milwaukee? I believe Isaiah Cannon. Yes. Yes.
2: So, yes, Isaiah Cannon, as we discussed before the show, he was a member of the Milwaukee Bucks. There was a lot of members of the Milwaukee Bucks last season. Um, but there was there was another player during last season who was a bit, you know, controversial. Uh, oh, boy. I, I know he's one of your um, favorite players in the league. Uh, that they could have held on to with
1: that extra roster spot do you want to talk about him i'm guessing is it christian wood it is so this is funny and and i mentioned i think it, when i opened the pot, i said they had you know they could have they had at least two backup centers on the roster i had to say the at least because christian wood was around for a while as well i still maintain and i've said this on twitter i've people are very upset the bucks do not have christian wood right now First, I don't think they'll be able to keep him very long. That man's about to get paid. Second, I do not think that Christian Wood ever becomes the Christian Wood he is now on the Detroit Pistons and for a little while on the Pelicans on the bucks. I just the way he played, especially the way he played with the Wisconsin herd, where he definitely developed a bit more as a player he's definitely needs the ball uh he makes very exciting plays, but he's not like. You know, he's not a terrific floor spacer. He'll hit some threes, but he's certainly not Brook Lopez on offense. Definitely not Brooke Lopez on defense. I mean, I've made this comp before, and I talked about it with herd coaches and staffers. It's kind of like the G League Giannis for a while. Like, with the herd, he's literally gets the ball at the top of the key and, like, sizes up the defense and, and attacks the rim over and over. And he can do that stuff. He can move well for a center. He's got really intriguing skills. I just don't think he would have ever gotten the touches with Milwaukee, but certainly there is an alternate universe out there where he is. I mean, that, there's a real universe where he's a lot more helpful than Nikola Mirotic, even if it just means neither guy plays. But it, it would have been nice to be able to keep him and maybe move him for something as opposed to just letting him go.
2: It's it's asset accumulation, if anything. Yes, because you have uh, you have Thon, you have uh, Christian Wood, who like some teams will believe are like future stars. You know, like you're always gonna have like the like earlier last season, the Bucks just finesse second round pick after second round pick out of the Washington Wizards just for free. Like they would just give them picks for some reason. Uh, then I think that's why Ernie Grunfeld is not is no longer the GM uh, because yeah. he was just giving his second round picks to Milwaukee.
1: He had a soft spot for his old team. Yeah. Wait, did he play? I no, I think I thought he. I think he was an exec for the Bucs. Was he? Oh, you're right. You're right. Googling, but I'm almost positive. Yeah,
2: I think so. But you're just, you will always have dumb teams. You will always have dumb executives who will believe that they can be the reclamation team for a disgruntled player. Whether it's Thonmaker, whether it's Christian Wood, you are going to be able to get, like, you're going to be able to profit off of those assets. Uh, And if you keep them, that's the only way you can do that. So if you manage to keep Christian Wood because you don't have to sign Powell um uh, well I guess
1: cuz there, there is a pretty direct line to keeping Christian Wood if the Powell move doesn't
2: happen. Yeah, because then you have that open roster spot then you can still sign Tim Frazier who uh who was the reason that Christian Wood Wood was yes. cut because yes. Brogdon got hurt, they needed another guard and they signed Tim Frazier cut Christian Wood. So if I you mean, have or that ex- even if you have that even ex-
1: more directly they could have just kept Cannon yeah, I guess. They, he was on a 10-day. They could have just signed him for the rest of the season instead of letting him go, and then they have their guard right there. That's true. So, yeah, I think I think there's certainly a strong case to where if they don't need a spot for Powell, who, of course, provided quote-unquote leadership, then I think there's a pretty safe bet that Christian Wood at least makes it to the off-season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And who knows what happens from there. We know the Bucs are, are known to be able to sign a good sign-and-trade when need be.
2: Yeah, for sure, who knows. It's just it opens up more possibilities cuz you can there's more to do with Christian Wood than there is to do with Paul Gasol in terms of like gaining things off of them, you know? Yeah. Cuz then I don't is Paul Gasol going to play in the NBA again? I don't think so. He might for so. the Lakers. They he said he wants to play his last season with the Lakers.
1: Oh yeah, so he might quote unquote play again. Yes.
2: But Christian Wood is about to get paid, and if you can like do, like you said, a sign-and-trade with Christian Wood, you can get stuff for him.
1: Yeah, I don't know how high his value would have been. It, I, maybe if he had a good playoffs, it would have been a lot higher. But um, definitely, definitely some intru- it, it would have been better to have him than Powell. I think that much is, goes without saying.
2: For sure. And like we said, if you didn't even end up signing Powell, you could have signed Markeith Morris if you made it to the uh buyout market you could assign like who maybe you bring back greg monroe who knows go full circle um <laughs> that's another center who knows
1: yeah it, it, i greg monroe would have helped a little bit hmm. i maintain they just needed somebody and it's the, the circumstances that led them to not having a center are so fast Wes
2: matthews he signed with the pelicans i mean the pacers oh, didn't yeah. he a
1: buyout. uh yes mm-hmm. yes Oh no! Oh yeah! And then Wayne Ellington went to the Pistons, right? Yeah, you
2: could have signed Wayne Ellington. You could have signed Wes Matthews if you had a spot. You know? Yeah. And we know how good Wes Matthews is on the Bucks. Imagine oh, yeah. him as a defender being thrown out
1: there. That would have been nice. So Wes is a, Wes is on Wes on on that team would have been so so. They really needed a guy like that, especially when Brodin was in and out of the lineup. Just the, the circumstances that led them to not having those spots are kind of wild to think about. And it all and comes from Thon. <laughs> almost all of it comes from Thon. I mean, Pau being old and decrepit. I mean, sure, Thon, Thon going out and coming in leads to that. But even if all that happens, like if Pau had just been sort of healthy, he probably helps a little bit at least too. But He's yeah, just another crazy. big body. Yeah, but it is wild how much of it comes down to Thon Maker.
2: No. Yeah, it's a lot of this. Yeah, as we've managed to fill almost in like 40, like 50 minutes of Thon Maker possibilities. So there's just, there's a
1: lot you can gather from this. Especially when, you know, at the time, I think everyone agreed like it was a story because of how weird it was to see a guy went out of that situation, especially not having proven that much. Like if he had proven, you know, he was like a a 15 and 10 guy over a whole season and then he didn't get any minutes. You could see it, but he's so young, so unproven. To one off the best team, it just seemed like an oddity, but it's not something that would matter. It ends up mattering a lot, just quickly on this last thread of where Powell goes. Isn't uh, Mark Gasol also a Spaniard? Oh
2: wow! Why he signs
1: with the Raptors? I don't think it matters. I mean, he's Raptors also didn't... his
2: brother. Like,
1: oh duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess they would come from the same country. But what if he goes there? I don't think he does. I think if he wanted to, he probably could have anyway. But an option? Yeah. It's kind of funny that it didn't happen, honestly. I never thought about it before, but...
2: Yeah, they never played together?
1: Yeah, they got traded for each other and then never... Huh. Yeah. Weird. Are... But anyway, I just, I, 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 have one more wild alternate reality. Okay, if I'm, Don I'm excited for anybody. this. So I'm glad. I was worried you were going to bring it up naturally. So we're going to have to take a couple of logical leaps, but I honestly don't think it's that much of a stretch, right? So... Alternate universe with Thon does not ask out. The Bucks, stand pat. Let's say the Raptors deal falls apart too. They get Marc Gasol as well. Whatever. Honestly, we're not even concerned with the Bucks and the Raptors anymore in this reality. Let's just focus on Nikola Mirotic. Nikola Mirotic stays on the Pelicans. No deal happens. Has a fine rest, regular rest of the season. Doesn't really matter. No one really cares. He plays fine. I think it's at least plausible that... Miritich leaves to go back to Spain after the year because of how rough his year ended, how many eyes were on him being unable to play with the Bucs in in the conference finals. Let's assume Miritich stays with the Pelicans, rides it out, has no such embarrassment. Good rest of the year. Even he comes back hits some shots, whatever Pelicans are happy. The Utah jazz were all set to sign him last summer before he kind of wildly went to barcelona so what if he stays he doesn't have this horrible time with the bucks against toronto he's having fun in the nba still he says you know what i will take that 70 million dollars or however much it would have been thank you very much utah jazz the utah jazz then do not sign boyan bogdanovich who was their last minute basically replacement for miritich which worked out very very well for them let's say the Indiana Pacers signed Boyan Bogdanovich and just keep him around because they had good times with him almost beating LeBron in the first round a couple years ago. All of a sudden, there goes the space to add Malcolm wow. Brogdon. There goes the suitor. They can't get him anymore. Unless they – maybe they send Boyan over? I don't know. But they all of a sudden do not have all this room to add Malcolm Brogdon to the team. That – Ooh. Okay. Does Brogdon stay? Did they trade him somewhere else? Did they get something else? Did they get something different? Did they get a player instead of a pick? I don't know. But in a way, Miritich absconding from the NBA kind of led to Brogdon being a pacer. That's wow. Yes, I know. (laughs) I thought of that today after I had done a lot of my positing of crazy ideas for this. Like It didn't... I kind of was like, "Well, what if Miritich stuck around? Would anything really matter?" And I was like, "Oh my God, yes, a lot would matter for the Bucks."
2: <laughs> yeah, so, what do you do? Do you still sign? Do you sign Brogdon?
1: I mean, I was always—I would have preferred to keep him for a reasonable price. I—I I wouldn't mind having him. That's for sure, because you can still do pretty much everything the Bucs did this summer. Because they had all the bird rights. They'd just be in the tax now. Yeah. So imagine now the 2019 20, 20 bucks are Bledsoe, Brogdon, Middleton, Giannis Lopez with George Hill, Wesley Matthews. You know, at this point now, Marvin Williams, everybody else around, Robin, Robin Lopez, who they still could have added for their exception. I think maybe he's a little smaller. Um, they probably still could have found a way to add him.
2: Yeah, that because you, is... you could, because you're signing him to a lesser deal than what Indiana would have. Yes. Because Indiana was desperate, as you were saying, after they lost Bogdanovich. So they threw just a massive offer at Brogdon. So you you would get him for a, probably a friendlier deal instead of like 20 mil a year, I think it is, right?
1: Yeah, I think just about and i mean just think of like maybe brogdon does one out i mean we kind of know he wanted to be a point guard one more than 20 million four years 85 million um i mean imagine like if he goes somewhere i mean this, this that's a nice. trade yeah big time i mean you could have brought oh in a my different god player. oh my god you know it would have shifted no no no, no,
2: no. i just thought of something box. else um so this one might be even wilder uh so, Nikola Miritich stays with the Pelicans because Thonmaker is not requested to trade. What if the Pelicans are actually decent?
1: Mm. What Well, what happens then? Well, this was post the AD breakup, wasn't it?
2: I he was still on the team. I mean, he, was, he was still playing. But he still wanted to play, of. and if you still have Miritic, you can actually put a competent de- like team out because Ooh. they did Beat the—they swept the Blazers the previous year. They did. You still have Holiday. You still have Miritich. You still have AD. What if that goes well? And even if it doesn't, what if that Brogdon salary is enough to make a trade? Wow. Because he was on the list. The Bucks were on oh, the list. My, are
1: you saying? Are you saying AD to Milwaukee? Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness gracious. Wow. I mean, I I do think AD to LA was kind of preordained, but that would have been wild because
2: the problem with the ad to milwaukee thing is you don't really have the means to make a trade right
1: basically i mean i mean i think you kind of give up who you have to give up for ad but
2: no like they couldn't really add up the salaries but if you get if you have brogdon on that number
1: (laughs) you could just give up everything you could get ad Plausible. Wow. Now that that's truly. I like how I thought I was going a little wild, and you're like, "Wait a minute. What if this ends with the Bucks getting Anthony Davis?" <laughs> that's awesome. Did the
2: did Thonmaker cost the Bucks Anthony Davis? Now that's a soundbite.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe did he cost them Malcolm Brogdon? Maybe, in a, a very roundabout way. Oh, that's insane. Oh, I, I think it would have changed. It A would have changed the entire league. Yes.
2: Because if you keep Brogdon and somehow manage to trade for AD, do the Lakers <laughs> get Kawhi?
1: They might not get anyone.
2: No, Instead of uh, Kawhi, like LeBron, AD, and Kawhi, is it LeBron and Kawhi? Is PG still in Oklahoma because the Clippers can't get him?
1: <laughs> wow. Well, I mean... If some of this stuff happens, I mean what I wonder how Kawhi's free agency changes if they don't win. He's he's gone regardless, I feel like. Probably. They won the
2: Probably. title and he
1: still left. What what if he felt like there was unfinished business and he, he did? why? He was I don't gone. Know. I don't know. I, listen, I mean you you got A D to the Bucks here. I feel like I can keep Kawhi. Okay, and that's fair. But I don't think he I don't <laughs> think he's staying. No,
2: I I agree. Is it? Wow. Do the Bucks have a contender? Like, like a? Do they have competition?
1: If they have AD and the the Lakers don't,
2: and the Clippers aren't Kawhi
1: and PG, no, I, I don't think anyone is close. Maybe maybe I mean LeBron and Kawhi might be close. That's fair. But but if the Bucks have Middleton, Giannis, and AD, that's just insane. To the, like that's a dynasty. Yeah, you'd have to. Yeah, it has to be. Like that's. It's like four straight titles. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, AD's free agency comes up after this season, so you have to imagine if he, or maybe he takes his option, and him and Giannis either extend at the same time or hit free agency at the same time. I don't know. You'd have to assume they'd want to extend and stay, but you could literally sign them both to five-year or yeah, to yeah five because year they're still on the team in you the can, same and, summer.
2: Yeah, because you'd have bird rights. Yeah, you'd rights, have their yeah. bird rights.
1: So you could literally, this coming summer, you could sign both guys to five-year extensions.
2: You could sign both of them to five-year 230 extensions or whatever they are.
1: We'll see what the cap does, but something like that. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And
2: they they would definitely (laughs) win the title.
1: (laughs) I don't think that they get Anthony Davis, but the thought that it's more realistic is crazy. It was was already semi-realistic. He was on the list. I don't know how realistic the list was. That's fair. There's a popular theory that the list was just good teams to save face, then clearly he just wanted to go to the Lakers. but And not the Celtics, which was important. But it's, it is fun to think about as the absolute ultimate what-if. But I think that clearly, even besides Anthony Davis and Giannis extending the same time to have six years left on their Milwaukee deals, um, the Thonmaker trade ramifications – are so much deeper than I ever would have thought, and ever did think until we finished binge the Bucks.
2: It's I I had a lot coming into this, uh, but it's just you just keep thinking there's more and more roots to this, like the entire league as I said was shaken because of Thonmaker.
1: I mean, if you assume Miritich stays and the Jazz still want him and they sign that deal, the Jazz are cooked to this year. Oh yeah, for sure. Bojan was important. Mm-hmm. Like they're bad this year. Mm-hmm. Do they still trade for Mike Conlon? I don't know. Maybe, probably. Who knows? They would have been really cooked at that point. Wow. Yeah, a lot changes. Don Maker of all yeah, players at the time moved that the, many dollars. At dominance. the time, I
2: compared it to Amon Shumpert requesting a trade. It's like, yeah, they're already trying to trade you, man. Like, <laughs> do you remember when Amon <laughs> well, Shumpert you know what you re- requested a trade from the Cavs?
1: <laughs> yeah, I do. I, everyone was like, okay. We're working on it, man. You're a mom-shumper. Like, I don't know what – you're not speeding this up for us. Um, But what's funny is if the original deal that was reported had happened, it wouldn't have mattered at all. Like, if they just got Stanley Johnson and a pick or whatever, it doesn't really matter. Like, there's not that much of a league-wide impact. But bringing in Miritich puts so many things in motion. And how poorly Miritich's season there went – Put so much more in motion. My goodness, that the hanmaker trade changed the whole damn league as much as almost any other deal.
2: Yeah, it really did. It's 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 just a testament to how interconnected all NBA transactions are. Because yeah, it's you can get so many branches from this. It's it's insane to think about, and I'm sure we've missed something.
1: Yeah, I, I want to hear from people either in our Discord, which I feel like we have not talked about in a while. Discord is still alive and well or on twitter wherever if you can think of another parallel universe that don not requesting this trade could change everything by a lot please let us know about it we'd
2: love to hear it we'd we would yes we would really love to hear it because this this episode was very exciting to prep for uh so it would just it would fuel us for future episodes
1: and I know there's more because I didn't realize the Brogdon thing. It's like the last minute. Like, I'm sure that there's more stuff. So, yeah, I, th- I can't wait as to hear who people come up As soon as you said
2: that, with. I thought of the AD thing. So, if, I, I'm sure yeah. there's way more things that could have happened.
1: My goodness. What a fun episode. We hit an hour talking about Thon Maker's trade awards. My goodness.
2: Well, I mean, do you have anything else? I'm out for now. For now. Yes, that's important. Please make sure to hit us up if you think of anything. Anything else. We'd love to hear it. But, I guess... I guess we'd like to say thank you for listening to this wild episode of the Eurostep. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode, which we hope you did because this was a lot of fun for us, please do us a favor and leave a rating and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure you tell your family and friends about the show and check out all of the content being put up across the blue wire podcast network. Um, I guess all I have to say, please stay safe out there and we will talk to you next time.